welcome to Wicked Things, the official Corey Waller and the Wicked Things podcast, where we talk about all things wicked. Today's episode is brought to you by River Hops Brewing. It's no secret that we enjoy a beverage now and then, and River Hops beer is our go-to drink of choice. Whether it's a refreshing oxbow orange or a lemon lager in the summertime, or we're getting poked at their annual Bachfest, or listening to some of the best live music the area has to offer, River Hops Brewing has that rare combination of friendly faces, delicious beverages, and amazing atmosphere that make for a wicked time. Enjoy a delicious locally brewed beer at their tap room at 1014 Central Avenue in beautiful downtown Fort Dodge, Iowa. Okay, so we have a pod. Uh, we have a podcast. We're recording a podcast. Uh, my name's Etheridge. My name's Corey. I'm Emily. And I'm Ferry. So we've been away for a little while. Um, not going to lie, the summer kind of got away from us a little bit. Um, but we, ha- we have a podcast. <laughs> and, <laughs> Allegedly, there's a podcast. Allegedly. <laughs> and this is going to be an episode. So um, before we get into the meat of the podcast, um, go through some shows that we are playing in the month of august um on august 19th we are at the iowa state fair we are at jalapeno pete's um playing before the chicks um at the grandstand there uh we will play from 4 30 to 8 so stop on by um that day that's saturday august 19th and then saturday after that we are at the gilmore city fun days um, we are on the Saturday and we play from eight to 11. It says on the flyer that we are at the East end of cave or C Av C Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> I see what, I see what happened there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, East end of C Avenue or, uh, or cave for the hip kids. Uh, and then, um, on August 31st uh thursday we are playing at the botanical gardens in des moines as part of their um, summer music series um, doors open at six and music begins at six thirty. so that will be lots of fun um fairy and i will be playing uh in wisconsin on august 18th at the black hawk um, I'm going to be opening for Brutal Republic, so that's going to be a fun little weekend. Woo-hoo. And then Ron Ferry and I, um, in the Ron King band, uh, will be opening for Lone Tree at River Hops on Sunday, August 27th. So those are some of the extra ways that you can catch members of the Wicked Things um, playing live music. So with that, all the harassment can be ended and uh, we can move into our first segment what you drinking it's no secret that we enjoy a beverage now and then and in this segment we'll talk about what drinks we're enjoying this week from whiskey to wine from beer to bacardi from ginger ale to and gnts Corey, what you drinking i'm just on an icz uh moscow mule tonight kids mm. that's what i'm doing i mean you know oh. me yeah what were the first words that you said there a nice, easy. Well, okay, I like oh, it. Nice, a nice, easy one. Nice, easy. Okay. 
I thought I, you were I, calling I, me out. I was like, I no, was no, like no. all right, well, maybe it's got maybe it's got three shots in it. <laughs> <Who cares>? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe who cares? Maybe go no, fuck yourself. I, I thought you said <laughs> I thought you said something about an icy, and then I was like, oh, like a ginger beer icy with vodka. That's what I that's where my head went. But you said nice, easy. No. <laughs> I will, I will. Well, you kind of just uh so Jamie was out shopping and she got casing some of those uh, old school like high C juice boxes. So maybe I'm gonna go hit one of those up there. <laughs> <laughs> there high C, high yeah. C Moscow Mule. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Well, is it good? <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, it's excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Emily, Emily, what are you drinking? I'm not drinking a goddamn thing. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even have water in front of me right now. I I celebrated a wedding in uh, 18 holes too much yesterday, so I'm I'm, I'm, on the golf course. (laughs) Red shot fit to say golf course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I didn't even think about that. Sorry, inappropriate. <laughs> uh. So yeah, not drinking anything right now. Barry, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Hendrix gin and Topa Chico. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, not quite a uh, gin and tonic, but a gin and sparkling water. Yeah, that's quite good. I'm I'm getting along with it just fine. Okay, so um, you guys all know that I listen to podcasts, and I learned about the origins of gin and tonic today. Do you guys want to hear, or are you not interested at all? I'm very interested, actually. Bring it on. Okay, so um, I'm not sure what the name of the tree is, but there's like this special tree that only grows in uh, Peru. It's like in the area between the mountains and the Amazon rainforest, and it's like or this really remote tree. Um, and anyways, it's, uh, it's bark has this like, um, special like alkali chemical or something. And it basically, it comes down to, it's a cure for, or it's a, it fights against malaria. And so when like the, when the British empire was like colonizing all these places, um, they would go to like South America and they would go to the tropics and, and places like India and people would just die by the millions because they would get malaria from all the mosquitoes down there. And so they, uh, found out about this like remedy for, um, Malaysia. And I, I think it's like still the, the actual remedy. And, uh, they, uh, they made it into like the, the origin of the word tonic, before it became like a drink thing was like um, kind of like a remedy, like a, hmm. like a, like a medicinal thing. And so um, the British shoulder soldiers would get like to keep them happy and to keep them from like mutinying. They would, they would get like their daily ration of gin and um, they would mix it with this like tonic, which is like this medicinal thing um, with like, like they would mix it with sugar water and gin and like this, this bark from that tree and it would like ward off the uh, the malaria, and that's where like the gin and tonic came from. Like they would mix their gin ration with the tonic water for their uh, malaria cure. <laughs> that's intriguing. Yeah, and they I've still they still make tonic like that. I think like out of the bark of this tree. 
No, nothing like killing two birds with one stone. Killing two birds with one stone. (laughs) I've been self-medicating with alcohol for years. (laughs) (laughs) This guy is not getting malaria. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, though, dude. That's that's crazy. Man, this is... Uh, This... this Lose you guys. What's oh, no. You're back. <laughs> okay. I was like, I was talking with my hands and I like threw my phone out of my lap. Like, <laughs> oh. uh, no, but this like hearing your story does remind me of something that I often think about with like, uh, like human, like civilization. And, and it was like, uh, can you imagine like all the stuff that we tried to smoke before we found the right things? <laughs> like, like, <laughs> <laughs> just just a ton of headaches in the name of research yeah well i mean like i you can suppose like all the berries that people had to eat or like but i was just like 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 every like just imagine like some old caveman like going through with his buddy and like trying to grind stuff up and smoke it like, just, <laughs> <laughs> like nope this one's no good <laughs> yeah. the aliens are just looking yeah. down thinking like jesus yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like, is this is this liquid a poison? Uh, yeah, but it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a really yeah. fun one. And alcohol, yeah. If you drink too much of this, you will die. <laughs> we, but it's just crazy. We, we found out guys... the hard way. <laughs> but it's a really great time until then. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like these people are like in this jungle, and they're just gonna they're just gonna spice a gin and tonic with a piece of tree bark, and all of a sudden we're cured, you know? Like, Right. Yeah. Imagine, imagine all the rest of the shit they put. <laughs> oh god. Anyways, sorry. I'll let it well, go. My bad. So, this has been what, what you're drinking, <laughs> and it was a good one. <laughs> uh, so we'll go into. Um, we don't. It's not necessarily a segment, but we just kind of want to recap the entire month that we missed <laughs> of podcasting um it was an eventful month we did lots of fun stuff so um i don't know does someone want to kind of go through some of the highlights of july uh so i think where we left off on the last podcast is we were about ready to uh, go to california and that was a pretty epic awesome long easy trip yeah like the our van did great. Uh, shout out to the to the van company. Like that that ride was awesome. And uh, Mammoth Lake was absolutely gorgeous. Denver was great. Um, our buddy Luke came with us. Uh, if you watched a lot of the reels that we put out, our buddy Luke was with us. Like I'm sure you could go back if you're listening to this podcast. And you don't know what we're talking about. You can watch all the reels that Ron Lee put together at full volume in the backseat of the van. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. I was there for that. Uh, Roses are are red. Violets are blue. When when Ron Lee makes a reel, you listen to it too. A thousand times. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, but that, that was just like, awesome. Like, I think, uh, uh, me, Ron, M and Ferry had never been West of Denver and just driving through all those States was absolutely incredible. 
Definitely. Uh, yeah. Reg, I, I know, I know that you've done it before, but. Yeah. We're, dr- we're driving through <clears throat> the Rockies at 536 in the morning, and they're like, oh, God, it's beautiful. And then you look to the right, and, like, a semi's on fire, and you're like, we're not yeah. going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think there was, like, I was think four? Just, just going there. Four. Yeah, four. Yeah. The, on fire. Yeah, semi's just on fire because their brakes burnt up. Crazy. <laughs> No wildlife, but lots of, you know, wild chuckers just Burnings. running around their vehicles. We saw some mountain goats. Oh, we did? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you did. You were probably snoozing. Through that but... like, George Georgetown area? Yeah. But I definitely saw mountain goats. Huh. Yeah, we usually see mountain goats uh, up by Estes Park sometimes and also, like, down in that area through I-70. But yeah, that's a, a one of my favorite drives. Um, when you drive west is that I-70 drive through Colorado. It's just gorgeous. Um, and the road's like pretty nice. And um, everybody's kind of, everybody like knows the deal. It's not like uh, a lot of people who have never driven that road before are on it, you know? And so it's, sure. it's, uh, it's one of those ones where it's like, yeah, it could be really treacherous, but the road is nice, and so you don't feel like you're going to fall off the edge or <laughs> anything like that, but you still get the yeah. sa- the same views of, of, you know, that kind of mountain road. It's a it's a great drive. I like it a lot. Yeah. The cool yeah. part is you basically well, get to see, like, every single landscape that you don't get to see here in Iowa. I mean, like, it's like you get to see that, desert, you get to see mountains, you get to see, like... Mars. Mars, yeah, it's like no, like you, you really do get to see like a lot of a lot of landscape that you just don't see, you know, or well, anywhere else. There's like 15 hours we saw, like I mean, it was like four different planets in like 15 yeah, hours. Tot- yeah, totally, <laughs> yep. and yeah, totally, yeah. That's just the pretty... west side of the U.S. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the thing that stood out to me most is like, do you guys remember that giant just like. It was like it was just a giant like rock formation that like it didn't really look like mountains per se like but it was like right in front of us but it just looked like giant like rock faces that were just like yeah. but it didn't it, it was just nuts like that was like the thing that stood out the most to me. Remember Areola fifty one. Ariola, yeah, Ariola fifty one. Was that that was in Utah, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, That's what I thought you were talking about at first. I'm like, wow, okay, we're we're doing it, we're bringing it up. The other thing that was really funny, yeah, that's where I thought you were going that too. The other thing that was really cool, or that was kind of funny, like Emma saying, like at you know five thirty when we're rolling out of Denver, it's like we go through the Eisenhower right Eisenhower tunnel there, yep. and. Uh, it's like we're all right, just yeah. got our got our phones out like on Snapchat and like Luke who lives in Denver and has made that drive before is like guys don't blow your wad like you're gonna see mountains until we get there and we're like no way dude and then, like literally the whole trip we're like in the fucking mountains like we never yeah. like even driving through the desert it's like we would hit mountains there's still mountains yeah and then I mean yeah. hell like Mammoth Lakes is literally in the mountains so it's yeah. like. By so the end I, of it, he was probably like, "Just Jesus Christ, put your phones away." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd never it, been to that side of the Sierra Nevadas, and it was a pleasure. It was gorgeous. Um, yeah, it was, a, it was a really great, great experience. But 
Yeah. The one, a fun thing too, was like, so despite the fact that like Luke has made those, those drives and everything like that, he said that it was like really special to him being there with us when we were going through it, because he's like, he's like, I've already experienced this, but he's like, it kind of makes me like re like evaluate just like how cool it is that this is all a thing. Like just seeing how excited all of you guys are about it and everything. So that, that was actually a really fun moment, you know, just yeah, yeah, doing that too. And then once we got out to Mammoth Lakes, like the hospitality of those people out there was incredible. Yeah, and unmatched. the show, the show, yeah, the show was incredible. Everything about that was great. Great Tony event. Hawk came and fixed our AC. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tony Hawk. Yeah, what? Yeah, explain. Yeah, he oh, uh, okay, he, so. it was, there was this guy. Uh, well, we had two rooms. The guy stayed in one room, and I stayed in another. No, not uh, the rooms. Prin- like princess entire apartments. <laughs> princess M got her own room, <laughs> which Ron thought her was entire just condo. Shit in, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and confirm. It's like, yeah, yeah. Ron's Kendall like, well, confirm. he's was, like, we're staying in the other one. I'm gonna wreck this one. <laughs> I walk in. I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna open up a window. But anyways, we got back from breakfast, and I went back to like my condo. And, like, the door was unlocked. Like, it was open. I'm like, oh, my God. I left it unlocked. Like, what's going on? And I walk in, and this dude's in there, and I'm freaking out for a second. And he's like, oh, they told me this place was supposed to be, like, you know, unoccupied. I'm here to fix the AC and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. Then he leaves, and I, like, book it back over to the dudes. And I was about to be like, you guys will never know what just happened. (laughs) And he's standing there working on their AC, but... He looks like Tony Hawk, like straight up like Tony Hawk. Well, and he told us that he he told us that Tony Hawk was in town. Like he said, Tony Hawk's got a place in Mammoth, and he's here this weekend. And then, like you know how there's like those those videos of like Tony Hawk just like being a dude places like, and people are like, "Dang, you look like Tony Hawk," you know. Yeah, that's and like so a, like thing, the whole a th- thing that happens to him is like people yeah. call, he, like he gets mistaken for Tony Hawk is what he says. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he, it's like you know so you like, look so much like Tony Hawk. <laughs> so I like, get that a lot. Time, like, he's 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 there fixing our AC and like I mean like let's be I mean let's be real like we were just wanted to talk to him about anything and he was more than willing to oblige and like the whole time that he was talking to other people I was looking at him I'm like holy fuck it's Tony Hawk. He looked exactly <laughs> like Tony Hawk. <laughs> he looked a lot like him, that's for sure. He did. I thought half, we were getting pumped. Half I expected they were like, him to like take okay. off and do a kickflip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, okay, we're bringing this band into Mammoth Lake and we just kind of want to fuck around with them and we'll do like a fun video. So like, Tony, you're just going to go pretend to fix their AC and then like... <laughs> 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 I thought I, well, I don't know. It'll come out on you like never know the kind of... next season of Punk or something. <laughs> yeah, and they never like, do the reveal. <laughs> if I was that, fa- if I was that famous, like I would want to do that to people. So yeah, I just totally. think that maybe might. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so yeah, but he was a, a nice guy. He's yeah. from Idaho, allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> I think um I think my favorite part, so we I drove separate with my family for the listeners anyways. Um and uh the guys took the van and uh 
went there with the band. But when I-70 ends um, at I-15, like where you can turn north to go to Salt Lake City, basically like our way to Mammoth Lakes was just through like the middle of Nevada. Nevada. And uh, mm. it's literally called like the loneliest highway because it's these just long, you know, like hour long stretches of valley and then you just hit like maybe 15 minutes of like mountains and hills and then it's just another hour long stretch of valley and you can like you're coming down into the valley you can see like the road is just arrow straight all the way as far as you can see ahead of you and uh that was like (laughs) that was like an experience and we're just like we're driving around with our family the kids are asleep in the back because it's like towards the end of the evening and i'm just like I think I'm going to figure out how fast my car goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we just, we just hit the gas and, and like around like 110, 115, this, the car starts like shaking and like, you know, like, you're like, all right. Yeah. Maybe we should stop. Cause if we break down here, it's going to be another three days before someone finds us. The crazy thing about those stretches of highway, it's like when you start coming down into the Valley, like, you can see the mountain that you're driving to yeah. forever. And it yep. get there. Yeah. But it looks like, like you should just be there in like 15 minutes. Like, yeah, it's pretty wild. Yeah. I did like 85, like the entire, the entire <clears throat> way out of mammoth, like for like four and a half hours, because there's just nothing like, and you're just driving. Yeah. Like you said, it's just long stretches of highway. And there's like no one out there, <laughs> so you're just like, all right, well. Except for a crazy old man who decided to walk out in the middle of the road. And I almost hit him. Jesus, that holy! <laughs> that was that Got was everybody. a fantastic moment. Got the blood pumping in the van again. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> he right he didn't care. No, no, he he was he was fairly unfazed. Meanwhile, everybody in the van's like peed a little. You know, like we almost just killed like an eighty year old guy. Like, <laughs> he didn't give a crap. <laughs> he's like, he's like, I don't know. <laughs> Dang it, they missed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> foiled again. We uh, yeah. we took we took a different pass on the way um, back from Mammoth Lakes, and we ended up hitting like this pretty interesting stretch of road where it went down to one lane through this like um, this like little gully area, and. Uh, like you can see on the side of of the cliffs, there's like car scrapes. There's like black car scrapes on either side from where people were like, woof, going through the one lane and, and like realized they didn't have mm. enough room for the, the other person that was coming. It was a pretty empty road. There's there was like one other car on the road, and they tore past us going just like an insane amount of speed because this this is not a like it was just a very windy road and there's no reason to go that fast, you know. And they just tear by us going super fast. And we come on the other side of this like pass. And <laughs> uh, I was going slow because my kids were getting sick. They're getting car sick because it was so windy and, you know, up and down and everything. And and uh, we come out the other side of this pass and the, the car that passed us is pulled over on the side of the road. And the passenger is like puking his brains out. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I was like, serves you right. <laughs> Nice. That was the, <laughs> the Corey over by Cedar Rapids. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh stop now. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. Stop now. Well, I think there's a gas station. No, motherfucker, no. right now. <laughs> <laughs> How Dang. much is in there? Dang. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When you're driving yeah. and somebody tells you and somebody tells you to pull over, they don't mean when it's convenient. They mean now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we went to we went to Cal the hope to go back. That would be really amazing. But be epic. um so we had some other shows too when we got back. Um played in Rock Island. We played at Ribco. Which was a great experience, I think. Um, it was fun, fun little trip. Um, what else did we do? Sac County Fair. Yep, Eddie Anything? Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. Open for Eddie Montgomery. I uh, <laughs> I was in the ER that night, but did you guys end up meeting um, Eddie Montgomery? Oh yeah, I got a good story about this. Okay, I got a good story about this. So like. Uh, I was out like <laughs> trying to hawk merch. I was out trying to hawk merch like uh, right when we got done, and then so like my stuff was still not torn down backstage. So I like I was like, all right, well I'm gonna go back and tear my stuff down. And uh, like I'm standing there like full, like tearing down my mic, and, like you know folding up my uh, guitar mic stand and everything. Oh, I and, was uh, I was there for this. Yeah, <laughs> they're 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 two man the tour manager guy walk soup. I, first of all, I just want to say this. These guys are super, super nice. Um, and and he's just like, hey, do you want to meet Eddie? And I'm just like sweating my balls off. And I, I'm just like, uh, uh, sure. Like, that's fine. You know? And then like Eddie walks, Eddie Montgomery walks in and he's got this giant flat, <laughs> flat brim cowboy hat on with these shades. And he's got super bright white teeth. And he like, before I can even say anything, he goes, hey, boy. <laughs> <laughs> And I, was like, I was like, he just called me boy. I was like, shit, I got three kids. Like, but he, was, hey boy. And then like, and I was just like, okay. And then he like looked at somebody, like he looked at Ronnie or something. He's like, son. And like, I was like, oh dang, like, dang, you know, whatever. And then like we uh, we stood there and like he gave us the where are you all from kind of thing and how's it going and good set. And then like uh, the two managers, we all just got in front of Jesus with them and their whole crew there for couple minutes and we prayed and then i was at the merch booth for that yeah yeah they (laughs) they said said you guys want to pray with us and we said sure and then we did that and then they went and did rock and roll so yeah i I was smoking a stove and i about walked in on them when they were doing prayer circle i'm like oh god (laughs) and just does a (laughs) u-turn i did i did so bad no (laughs) i think my heels squeaked I think we should out it on the podcast what you did to that porta potty, and not like. <laughs> what do you mean? The one that that reserved for Chris J. Yeah. <laughs> Chris, oh, Chris J. Only. <laughs> yeah. M told me to what pull did, out my what, phone for Snapchat, and she. What wrote, did you do? I just filled in the rest of the word search. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the word search. I put Jesus Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. Yeah. <laughs> this is his this is his stool. <laughs> Only he's supposed to go dookie in this porta potty. 
<laughs> it was burning a hole in me all night. <laughs> Can I just say that Eddie Montgomery was not dressed for an Iowa summer? <laughs> like, oh, like, he was probably no. sweating his butt off. He came out with like a trench coat, like a trench coat type thing, like a long coat and a scarf. And I was, was like, like, "Yeah, you're losing that." <laughs> the yeah, third like song a in, dude. <laughs> three quarter length jacket. I'm like, get right out, bro. It's so hot here, man. And he had um, Jim Beam branded cowboy boots. That was pretty sweet. <laughs> they were they were so cool. They were bright red. Yeah. He must have like a sponsorship by them or something like that because they brought up Jim Beam quite a few times. Oh, probably. Yeah, for sure. Got to get that money. <clears throat> Got to get paid. That's not mailbox money. Yeah. <laughs> That's that good money. <laughs> I think, dude, that was a that was a really good night. Like, I that was awesome. I had so much fun that night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I did not have fun that night. <laughs> uh, I was having back That's pain it. for the listeners. I was having back pain um, really, really bad all day and ended up going to the ER for it. Um, went to the ER and they got me all hopped up on drugs and, and did a x-ray and stuff. And the doctor came into the ER and was like, do you know you have scoliosis? <laughs> you're 30, 34 years old and you just found like, out. And I was like, yeah. no. no, sir, I did not. <laughs> Get like, right out of town. Because <laughs> I was like expecting like kidney stone. They made me do like urine samples and all that stuff. I was thinking it was maybe a kidney stone or something because it, it was just unbearable pain all day that like ibuprofen and Tylenol barely touched, you know? And so I went in and they're like, yeah, I think it's just scoliosis and you have like a muscle spasm going on because of the because of your back (laughs) boy your back is as crooked as a politician did you know that (laughs) (laughs) i wish that's how he would have put it to me (laughs) he's like you have he goes you have a severe curvature in your back um what we call scoliosis i was like yeah i know what scoliosis is guy like I just didn't know I had it. I just didn't know I had it. <laughs> so it it seems like every year at the Sac County County Fair I have some kind of awakening. Uh like you guys know last year, like I was like deathly ill and like bleeding out of my ears and shit like that. And so like <laughs> this year this this year, uh I poured it on pretty good and uh <laughs> and like I was standing there at the end of the night, like watching the fireworks, like I was standing behind my truck <laughs> and I was like, I mean, it looked like the fireworks were just going off, like right in front of my face. Like it was just probably because they were, cause they were like a hundred feet away. Yeah. Like, they were close. Where I was. And I was standing on a hill, you know, you guys were all standing there too. But I was like, I really thought like, I thought, man, dude, like I, you mean, you guys know, like I've been real busy lately and stuff. And like, just with us doing a bunch of travel and I've been traveling a bunch for work and stuff. And I was like, God, I just got to like slow down, you know, and like try to take stuff in and like, I just need to like, really like, I don't want to just watch these fireworks. Like I want to like actually look at them and like enjoy them. And so I like decided (laughs) that I was, I was going to like sit down. I was going to lay on the side of this hill in the grass and, uh, which I kind of just fell over, I think, but, uh, (laughs) I was just like, like, all right, man, like from now on, like for the rest of like, I'm just really going to start like living in the moment and being present. And then this chick tripped over me and she came to piss behind my truck. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, I was like, never, never mind, Lord. 
Game back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the funniest yeah. part is I was, like, I was like, like, what the fuck? And she was like, you got to go, dude. I need a piss. I was like, this is my truck. Like, <laughs> There's porta right there. Mind you, there were bathrooms 20 feet from us and porta potties like 100 yards from us. She probably saw the Christ Jesus. I mean, yeah. Skip it. <laughs> <laughs> like, she. She did like she had boots on, and I was like laying in the grass, and she literally like tripped, like kicked me in the ribs, and like tripped over me. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, as a guy, like I just like I just opened my mind, guys. Like I was just like so vulnerable. Like it was, you know, <laughs> you just get kicked in the shit, and you're just yeah, like, I had to pay. Yeah, and then she wasn't asking if I was gonna move. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I guess I'll, I guess I'll have to save this trying to take it in shit for another day. So, <laughs> oh so, man. Uh, so that was August. Um, had a show last weekend in Storm Lake. Um, any super uh, I mean, fun? Yeah, it was a great show. Um, it's really yes. it's really great when you go in and uh, the organize the organization is like where it's supposed to be. Like we go to so many shows and it's like where are we getting power? And they're like, uh, we don't know, you know? Uh, and it's like, where's the stage? And they're like, uh, you know, like we've, we've played a lot of those shows where yeah. things, things are just not prepared and nobody, nobody's in charge. Nobody knows who to talk to. And, uh, storm Lake, um, the, uh, what was the group again? I can't think of it. Um, was it just city of storm Lake? It was no, like, storm, like storm Lake strong or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but, really well run organization i'm sorry i can't remember the name of it because i'm doing them a disservice but um they uh everything was really organized um great communication um great hospitality um you know you know it's it it always sets the tone when when uh everybody like pays attention to the rider (laughs) and and like gets everything off of that and uh it just sets the tone for just a great night and stage was great and everything was just a well-run event so um shout out to city of storm lake Good, yeah, good everything, stuff. everything was super fun until the very end of the night. Oh, I got, yeah. <laughs> I got pulled over for having a quote-unquote taillight out. It wasn't my taillight. It was just like a drive light. Like my back right drive oh, light yeah. was out. Oh, sure. Yep. So I'm sitting there like pissing myself because I just left the bar after having, you know, a couple drinks. I'm like, this is it. This is This is the end for me. <laughs> I keep calling. I'm like, he's like, the old, dog, right, the old dog's going to jail. <laughs> I'm like, oh and god, like my first DUI. <laughs> I'm like, here we go. I've had a couple of these, but apparently the judge thinks it's a big deal. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, he comes up to my window, and I'm just sitting there, just you know, about to lose it all. <clears throat> he's like, all right, license registration. I'm like, okay, here you go, sir. He's like, you don't have to call me, sir. I'm like, I'm sorry, sir. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm doing something. <laughs> what am I supposed yeah. to call you, Jake? Like, what's yeah. your name, guy? What's up, Brian? What's up, bro? <laughs> yeah, no ticket, just a warning. I'm like, <laughs> thank yeah. God. Let me just go home and not ever come back to this town, <laughs> sir. I'm not trying to talk shit, but you are not very good at your job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like jeez like, we can never ever over, go to you pulled me over for a taillight and you done caught yourself a drunk <laughs> 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 no, like, 
my god. We can never go back. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, with that, we can move on to our next segment. (laughs) Please. Current affairs. Okay, so we're going into the news. Um, you guys heard of this Oliver Anthony guy? Yeah. Yep. No. No. <laughs> so, uh, so this, have you been um, on Facebook this week? <laughs> no. It might I not know. even be this week. It's like the last like three days. I feel like. Yeah, like yeah. he's got like three three of his tunes shot up to top. And on iTunes in the last like four days. Well, I, I got was, a little. I, was... uh, I got a little write up here from Whiskey Riff. It says Radio West yeah. Virginia shared a raw acoustic video of his uh, song "Rich Men North North of Richmond," um, which quickly gained, gained traction on social media and has become one of, if not the most listened to tracks in the world in the last twenty four hours. Uh, mm-hmm. Over the last day or Damn. so, Virginia native Oliver Anthony has gone mega viral on social media. Um, where does it say? It said, uh, oh, reach number one on the U.S. iTunes chart today. An impressive feat, to say the least, for an artist no one had even really ever heard of uh, a few days ago. And his song, Ain't Got a Dollar, is also sitting at the number nine spot. This is as of yep. uh, August 11th. So, yeah. So, basically, this uh, <clears throat> this guy just, like, comes out of nowhere. And, and uh, this uh, this song, Richmond, North of Richmond, is just, like, taking the... This the country and Americana world by storm, kind of. So it's yep. uh, so, this guy. Well, I was I was looking it up like right before we started this, and like I didn't have time to listen to anything. But one of the headlines was like the right wing found their song of the summer. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to it. So and it about, and but... it wasn't try that in a small time. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh hey, yeah. I, I do I do just want to say something about this. And I want to be very articulate and like precise about this. Like, good luck. I, th- I, th- I know, yeah, because we, we all know. I'm just- <laughs> this is this, this is going to be key for later. And I just want to put that you guys. Just, I just want to put that in the mailbox here. Um, I think that it is the coolest freaking thing that like a guy just sitting in the middle of like West Virginia, like shitty recordings, like is out there singing his truth, like, and all of a sudden, bang, it just, like, connects. And he's just, like, thrust into this startup. Yeah. Like, I think that that is, like, so freaking cool. And there's something about, like, um, it just being, like, his specific truth that uh, that I think, like, people really connect with. It. I think, like, transcends a lot of, like, production. And we live in this age where, like, you can just have – I mean, like somebody hears your stuff and all of a sudden it's like, bang, like, I don't know, Zach Bryan tweets about it and there you are. Like, um, yeah. but like, but like, that's kind of, I think that that's kind of that Zach Bryan story, but it's like with this guy and uh, it's just, I think it's the coolest thing in the world. Yeah. Not to mention it's like, not only is this song number one on like the iTunes charts and all that other shit, like across the all genres, like across all genres, it's number one. And not only that, but like, so it's not just that one, two more of his songs top the top 10, like literally in a week. Like, can you imagine in a week, three of your original tunes just hit top 10? 
Like, dude, all these stars that are on this and have been doing this forever don't have three songs on the top ten. Yeah. You know, like, it's, like, it's just crazy. Like, because, you know, I think it's even more spectacular, like I said, just because it's not just one tune. It's three on the top ten. Yeah. Like, that's that's freaking <clears throat> huge for this guy. And I think like, some, somehow there's, like, a thirsting again, like, in in our society for like people just singing truths. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's really cool. Definitely. So I, uh, I like the guy. I like his songs. Um, and I like, I agree with everything that was just said, but I'm going to pour just a little bit of water on, on it. Um, I, I, I love like the idea of the power of songs, just like transcending all of the, you know, like the mess and everything. But I think that there's probably like a little bit of help there. Like the way that this guy just like out of, out of literal nowhere, like Zach, Zach Bryan, for example, is like a good proxy for this. Like he was, he was another artist that kind of came up. He's selling out stadium. He's on a stadium tour, just like, you know, within, you know, four years, four or five years of starting his like musical career um and again the same kind of trajectory you know um started out with kind of crappy audio cell phone videos of songs that were half-baked and and then you know like uh he he kind of backfilled a lot of the songs he had been written with like records with you know just a a crap ton of songs on them you know just an an insane amount of like creative output and even (laughs) then like even in that trajectory, people were saying like, okay, Zach Bryan's like an industry plant. Like this, this kind of stuff just doesn't like people don't just rise this fast, like overnight, you know? Um, and uh, so I've, I've seen a lot of people saying that this Oliver Anthony guy is like kind of an industry thing. So like for comparison, his Twitter followers, like um, Zach Bryan has like 500,000 in like the last you know, it took him like four years to get there. This guy has 277,000 followers on, on Twitter. And he just literally just showed up this week. Like how the fuck does that happen? (laughs) Right. Yeah. It just seems like, it just seems too, like I'm, I'm the first one to say like, I love the power of songs. Like it can be a magical thing. Like it can, it can just like cut through the BS if the songs are good, but I feel like it's, it might just be just a little bit too good to be true. Just the fact that he's got all of these like big influencers, like Joe Rogan, you know, already just kind of like, yeah, did a podcast on him. Yeah. Like already kind of like, and it's, and it's like, it's almost like it's coordinated, you know, within like the same week, you know, like stuff like this in, in like stuff goes viral. Don't get me wrong. Like stuff does go viral, but yeah, you can't a, underestimate media, but it, but it's usually like a slower burn, you know, it's usually like this video was put out like a year ago and it's just getting picked up. It's getting discovered or even like a month ago or something like that. And, and someone big like Joe Rogan, like picks it up. But the fact that it, everything just happened within a week is like a little sus. <laughs> Mm. I mean, I, I kind of understand what you're saying there. I mean, like his video, like the video quality and the audio quality of like, cause <clears throat> I didn't even know that this dude had like hit any stardom. Like I just ran across his video randomly scrolling and I showed, I showed Laura the tune and everything. And I was like, this is kind of a cool tune. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it is a cool tune. Like, and didn't think anything else of it or anything like that. Sure. And then like, yeah, like two days later, like it's 
like all that's being talked about right now for like you know for that like americana movement and everything it's just kind of nuts it's just like holy shit like this dude just blew up literally in like a day yeah yeah Yeah. just crazy but the but the video the video quality and the sound quality of the videos is pretty solid so i'm kind of like i i guess i could get on board with you on that one reg and be like maybe this does seem like a bit of a plant sort of situation because I mean, obviously, just an average Joe isn't going to be able to like be like, "Hey, well, I I'm think I get like killer fucking sound quality and like yeah. a great video, like of me recording a live video." You know, like I don't know, but it it does seem. Yeah, I, I think the radio station did it, which they would have access to like that kind of like audio equipment <laughs> and stuff too. But but yeah, I mean, like just the like this guy is already halfway to. Like, well, at least, like, by the metric of Twitter followers, which I don't know if that means shit or anything, but, um, like, he's already halfway to, like, Zach Bryan popularity, and, and it took a week, right, as opposed to, like, four years, you know? Like, I don't, I don't know if, yeah. like, the, maybe, the, maybe the, like, maybe the scene or the culture or, like, everything is just prime, primed for an artist like that right now, like, someone just to, like, stick through and, you know, and, like, and do the, do the thing, but, because, I mean, there are, there are so many people out there, like, you ask, um, you know, are you a fan of country music? And they're like, you know, they'll say things like, um, yeah, I love Coulter Wall. I love Tyler Childers. You know, I love artists like that. But at the same time, like, there's probably just a handful of those types of artists that, that people like that can name and, and will actually listen to. And I feel like th- maybe the industry or even just like the like the the music scene is just like catching up to we want more you know like yeah uh, it's it's like it's like finding something that's like or you find like a favorite podcast or a favorite tv show right like you find a favorite thing to stream on netflix and you make it through all the episodes in like a week and then you're like all right what now and so you just start searching and searching i feel like maybe enough people have just like gone through everybody's catalogs like they 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 like you know, binged all of the music that they like, and they're just like hungry for, you know, new stuff like that, that is in the same vein. Cause it's kind of remarkably remarkable how similar he is to Tyler Childers. Like, yeah, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like that, almost it's that same like holler of a voice. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like redhead. Like, <laughs> it's like they made him in a lab. Like, all right, do Tyler Childers, but just a little different, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And, uh, I don't know. I, I follow, uh, Tyler Mahan co the, the, um, host of cocaine and rhinestones. And, uh, he just, he tweeted, he said, um, what did he say? He said, there are more, um, bots and sock puppet activity than usual from yet another admin of a country space with firsthand access to the data. Basically he's saying like, as someone who runs a country music focused Facebook page, he can see that there's like increased bot activity right now than, than ever before. There's just like a ton of people that are like, you know, posting the same exact thing, posting it over and over again. Like, and yeah, yeah. that's, that's happening like right now. And I think like it, it could, like, this is my con- conspiracy brain. I have no fucking evidence at all to support this, but this is like, this is my like bong hit rip. Like, dude, uh like <laughs> industry <laughs> professionals are seeing the success of Zach Bryan and like how he's selling out stadiums right now and they're like okay 
let's uh let's try to do this let's try to create this you know like let's try to astroturf this and that's yeah. just like my uh that's like my <laughs> like conspiracy like we never land smoke, on the moon. <laughs> do you smoke grass, man, or do you smoke Astro Tiff? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But more power to him. I've, if he's like, if he's just an independent guy, like, man, um, count me as a fan. I'm, for sure. I mean, it is, it is kind of one of those things that like underestimating just how crazy media can be. Like, cause media, yeah. media can, it, it can just travel so quickly nowadays. Like that's, that's kind of the thing is it's just, it's just so fast. Like media is quick as hell with like everything. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, well, here's, here's a counterpoint though. Like with the access for media creative tools, like we are using a free app for creating a podcast right now. Uh, that literally like probably didn't exist five years ago, like the the quality of stuff. Like, so like the access to content creation and media creation has like made it so that there is so much content out there. And it's, and I would say it's even harder to cut through all of the bullshit to like rise to the top because everybody is posting everything all the time. You know, that's fair. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I overall about that. <laughs> overall, though, like I will say, like it's it's fairly decent songwriting and stuff like that. Yeah. And yep. Like, I mean, he's not a bad guitar player either, so it's kind of like, well, I mean, and like and like you said, though, there is like a certain itch right now for like for sure. For people like Tyler Childers and Coulter Wall and like those sort of like Americana country artists and everything that are like kind of doing a little bit more like not mainstream country, but more of like what I would refer to as like kind of outlaw country in a way. Sure. You know, like, so I think that that in itself, there's a hunger for that because like, I mean, let's be real, like. Tyler Childers is like literally like the fucking country guy that everybody talks about nowadays. Like, yeah. yep. Like he's the it dude. I, I remember like shit like four years ago, like hardly anyone fucking knew him, you know, like I remember watching his videos on YouTube like forever ago and like people are like, who the hell is this guy? You know? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, it's crazy. Like that old soul in a new world line. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, Oliver Anthony. <laughs> there you go. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, we'll see. So, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> I'm going to guess with them. So that's what we say. <laughs> so that's what we say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, we'll move on to our final segment. 
weekly gripe sesh, a segment where we air out our pettiest gripes from the last week. Whether you dropped a guitar pick and it bounced into the shadow realm, your favorite pair of jeans shrunk in the wash and now they don't fit over your cowboy boots, or you're stuck behind the idiot that won't get out of the left lane, this segment is where we sweat the small stuff. Okay, gripe sesh. Who's who's got a good gripe? So I said, good gripe? I said I said in, in the last segment that I wanted to be very clear about what I was talking about, and the thing I have to gripe about is that there's a guy out there in this world that can. Uh, I thought that was the awesomest thing in the world. And the thing I have to gripe about is that there's a guy out there who doesn't have to go through any grind and can smash down the market in like three days. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 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 So anyway, not to I don't want to go back into the last segment, but no, that was just kind of supposed to be a funny thing. Like, I mean, for all of us out here grinding, it's like this dude just pops up and it's like you think you're like, hell yeah, that's the coolest thing in the world. And then you look at the last like twenty years of your life and you're like, What the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Um, yeah. Um no how many miles then, have you carried an amp, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's no yeah. Metric. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but like my, my actual gripe kind of came out of like the last, um, the last segment that we were just talking about. I just kind of thought of this, um, maybe it's not a gripe. Maybe it's just something I noticed that it's like now with like, um, I think that we are astute, uh, I don't know, music fans. Is that what we are? Say that again. You cut out a little we're, bit. We're like, we're like astute, like, uh, listening country music fans. I hate yeah. that. I hate that like country music nowadays feels like the hardcore scene from like 2008 where there's all these like sub genres and we're not sure like, what a dark time we lived back then. Yeah. Man. Like, good I, feel Lord. Like, I feel like we're in it now though, because like, I mean, okay. It's like, we're more post hardcore grindcore, less post hardcore yeah. emo. <laughs> Yeah, oh my God. we're like, more I, ambient thrash metal than anything. <laughs> um, oh, jeez! And, and just, just like, just to like bring that home a little bit, like, um, like for us when we play, like I've had multiple people approach us about playing bigger shows, and they'll hear us play someplace, and they'll be like, um, "Yeah, we really want you to come out and play like our country music festival thing or whatever," but we're really not too sure that you're country. But your music is freaking awesome. And I'm like, well, if you like it, then let's just fucking do it. You know? Yeah. Right. But it just like drives me nuts that it's like, we're not sure what like country music is. And I'm not even going to sit here and like wave a flag and be like, wicked things of this country fucking music. Like, I'm not, I don't want to be that guy either. You know, I will. I'll say that. Okay. Well, that's, I don't think there's, I don't think there's any problem with saying we play country music. No, no, no. Now, but I, now I, I hate, might not I hate, be your hate, definition, but right. you know what I mean. Like, I, I, yeah, I just, I just hate when people get into like, I, yeah. I just don't. I feel, I. Anyways, that's how I feel about it. It's like I feel like we're in the 2008 like hardcore scene where it's yeah. like, well, we're like, we're like, you know, pop punk metal or you know, like we're thrash metal or we're grindcore or we're new. You know, it's like Jesus yeah. Christ, like new metal. Yeah, you can't just yeah. be rock and roll anymore. Like you got to, yeah, no guy. shit. Anyways, you have to well, stand like, out from the crowd and be like, this is where I'm going to put my flag. <laughs> this is what I'm calling me. Well, I mean, yeah, because yeah. like, you know, for how, for however, you know, you said like, Fairy, you said that like, um, Tyler Childers is like outlaw country. I'm like, I don't know. Like he does like some like kind of R&B like soulful stuff in there. Like, yeah, you're you not know, wrong. so I'm like, well, there's that. But then like people call Jason Isbell country and I'm not sure that I 
get behind that either. It's so, yeah. it's so but, hard but it's, to But it's like to... whatever, whatever your definition of is, is, you know? I don't know why we have to, like, walk everything down step by step and really have to say, you know, put, put a fucking label on everything. Like, you play what you play. If you like it, you like it. Yeah. This is yeah. true. I and guess, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not trying to like down talk you on the on the Tyler Childers thing. It's just like I feel like there's a lot of people that are get like uh, forced into this of trying to be like trying to be labeled and like it just like makes me laugh because I because like in 2008 I was like trying to explain to somebody that I was like in like a post hardcore band. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> And and why that was different from something yeah. else. Yeah. I don't know. Um I actually got my like whenever somebody asks me um what kind of music we play, I always say country music. And if they need sort of like a identifier, then then I'll start going into like the the different like artists that we cover, like the 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 sort of like the influences that we have. Obviously like the red dirt country scene in Oklahoma and Texas comes up right away because that kind of like yeah. centers people around. Yeah. But like my first, the first word out of my mouth is always country. And I, and going back to Tyler Childers, I kind of got that from him because when he was starting out, everybody was like, well, is he country or is he Americana? You know? And it's like, he got put in this like Americana box and, uh, and he was like, no, I'm, I play country music. Like, it's not, uh, it, it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that, you know? And I, I think at the end of the day, it's less about, it's less about the instrumentation. It's less about the style of music that you play. It's more about the content of the songs, who you are writing your songs for and where those songs are coming from that I think makes country music. Um, yeah. If you are writing songs for a certain person, if you are writing songs from a certain experience, you can call yourself country music, you know, uh, and, and, and I think that's what we do. And I think that's, you know, what, what we're aiming for is, is, uh, that, that sort of like classification rather than like, well, we don't have a fill in the band. It can't be country music. You know, it's like, um, no, we're, we're country music. And if you need, if you need any sort of identifier to see if you're going to like us or not, then one, you can kind of get fucked. But two, like, I mean, I just, I just bring up the, the red dirt stuff because like that genre is as varied, you know, as, as any other hardcore Absolutely. scene as yeah. well, you know, you, yeah. you can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the turnpike troubadours and um, CCR can exist in the same genre. And it's, it's not a problem that they're, they're red dirt country, you know? Yeah. And it's, be yeah, it's yeah. because it's come from a certain area. So I've, I've kind of always used that label, like black dirt country. It's like, we are country music, you know, made by people who live in Iowa we're yep. made by people who live in Iowa for people who live in Iowa. Like that's what we do. And that's why we're called black dirt country. So whatever that means to you, that's what it is. You know, <laughs> I like it. I like it. Anyways, that's, that's my gripe. I just find it like silly. Sometimes that class, the classification tree, like has to loom large in our sport, but yeah, well, I'll hop on that same kind of gripe train, gripe train. I think that's yeah. a new term. Uh, <laughs> <but you> mentioned, <laughs> we're we're you, running uh, a train on this gripe. <laughs> <laughs> the the genre gripe. Um, You're gonna want to double dip on this one for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll hop into the uh, 
the genre gripe genre. <laughs> um, I, I think I've talked to you guys about this before, but the term outlaw country, um, <laughs> I have opinions about it. Uh, for some reason, Jesus, oh, no. am I ever going to oh, live this no. one down? Like, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> huh? I'm just kidding. No, I'm just talking about how Corey said something about the Tyler Childress Outlaw Country thing comment that no, I made. No, no. no I'm not just directed to you, Adam. I'm just, I'm, no, I'm just talking shit, too. I'm just trying to be funny. <laughs> Jesus, Fairy, how could you? <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> 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 well Sorry, yeah right. and i mean you so like Corey mentioned like you know uh tyler childers gets labeled as outlaw country but then he's got like r&b stuff in soul and i think that that is like the almost like exact definition of outlaw country and i think for some reason this is me on my soapbox by the way so let me get a little preachy but for some reason outlaw country has become like less about the music and more about the people singing it you have to have long hair you have to have a beard you 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 smoke pot uh like when you think of outlaw country it's become more about like the cult of personality than the actual music whereas the 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 godfathers of uh outlaw country your johnny cash's your willie nelson's your waylon jennings um were not necessarily labeled outlaw country because of that lifestyle um johnny cash in particular was kind of um when he was popular was kind of ashamed of that lifestyle that he led and didn't really like tout it as anything to be proud of the the reason he was labeled outlaw country along with willie nelson and and waylon jennings and, and the other godfathers that i'm not mentioning is because they found success in country music outside of the Nashville system that was churning out songs, churning out artists. Um, when you think of the Nashville system, you think of um, people like George Jones going in, cutting a record um, and, and doing it in a day with, with uh, an all-star team um, that plays on everybody else's records. You know, it's called, it's literally called the Nashville a team. Um, they're the people that you call when you want to make a record in Nashville in, in back in the day. Um, that these other artists found success in country music outside of that system. So for example, like Willie Nelson is, is getting, you know, players from Texas and, and people are getting, you know, <laughs> musicians from muscle shoals and, and the soul world. And like that, that to me is what, what signifies like outlaw country is when you're having success outside of like the corporate structure of country music, you know? And so like, I don't know. That's my gripe is like, can we get back to the roots of what outlaw country is and like, uh, and make it less about like long hair and tattoos and, and sort of like living a prison lifestyle and more about like, you know, kind of getting away from this like corporate country music structure that, you know, radio country is what people call it. Broco, you know, that sort of thing. So that's my gripe. I'm slow clapping for you right now. <laughs> clap hey yeah, a lot of people clap. don't know this but i'm a huge country music fan like everything you said i was just like holy shit he's right like, <laughs> i don't not sure there's a whole lot there i didn't i didn't agree with so yeah that's Anywho. good good gripe <laughs> good gripe train less less of a gripe more of a soapbox but yeah. hey that's fine uh, it is what it they is. all fit on the same train it's fine <laughs> yeah. hey so I have 
I have a gripe. Uh-oh. Uh, so, uh, Saturday was the second show in a seven-day period where I had all of my equipment completely fucking drenched. Oh, God, no. That sucks. And, <laughs> and I won't, like, that's that sucks so bad. I literally, like, got home on Saturday night after not playing a show yet again, because the last Saturday we got rained out too. But it's like, like my stuff is completely drenched. I'm like, I literally have to drag everything into my garage, pull cases, pull drums. Like, literally, I'm like, oil. Like, I sat on my fucking garage floor, oiling every fucking wing nut and all this other shit on all of my shit for literally like an hour and a half just sitting there drinking whiskey and fucking oiling every possible metal thing that I could fucking see on my drum kit just in hopes that it wouldn't rust because like to be honest with you it my garage looks like a fucking disaster right now because of that (laughs) and it's just like it should have took 10 minutes but he was drinking whiskey so no 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 it 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 took I took all my stands apart. I took everything apart, dried everything off because everything was completely soaked. Like, no joke, <laughs> soaked. You're sitting there just slamming a bottle. It doesn't rain for a month and a half and it does this shit to me. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, dude, like, the funny part, too, is, is like, so uh, we were supposed to play uh, Stone Park Pier uh, with uh, McKinley James and uh, the Buck Miller Swagger Band. And like the rain, the rain, it rained us out, which sucks and everything. But to be honest with you, the rain was straight down. It wasn't a storm. Yeah. It was just rain. Yeah. This one was an all out. It was a storm. Tarps were being ripped off of our stuff and thrown. Like it was like my stuff was like as drenched as it could possibly be. And it was just like, dude, that sucks hate it thanks thanks hate it yeah it it was just one of those things where it's like man like like yeah like m said hasn't rained in like a month here in iowa and then literally in a seven day time period my stuff gets soaked twice and it's (laughs) like this sucks man like it's just you know we all spend so much money on gear and so much like did you you get your mic did you get your microphones down no not until like not until like i pretty much grabbed them off after like it stopped raining like it was like i got them in my car and everything they're dry but i mean it's one of those yeah it's one of those things where it's like i mean i had them all pointed down which was okay i mean at least they were pointed down but like it it was just not ideal by any stretch and i mean we had tarps and stuff over everything but even the tarps weren't doing weren't doing enough. It was like there's still water getting into everything and it it just sucked. And then like this is another gripe that like yeah. kind of gets no. added on to this. Gripe train. Like let's go. So <laughs> so someone had told us that someone said we didn't show up to the Stone Park Pier gig and that's why we didn't play. That day. <clears throat> and that's that kind of thing. Like, it's kind of silly to have someone run your name through the mud over literally nothing. 
Like, it's like it rained, we couldn't play, but somebody had said, like, yeah, they didn't play that day because they didn't show up or something like that. And it's like, we showed up and, like, brought gear, and the second band used all of our gear even. Yeah, we backlined all the gear. So, basically, <laughs> we, got, we had to set up, tear down in the rain, uh, and we didn't even get to do what we went yeah, there we to do. Yeah, we didn't even play. play. So, that, yeah, when I heard that, that sucked, but, yeah. It's Iowa, so it, it's just one of those things to where it's just like I, I don't think people realize just how hard we're working at all this stuff all yeah, the time. No, and it's kind of discouraging when people like you don't realize stuff. like you're busting your balls like all the time. Like we're constantly yeah. busy with this stuff. It's like we're we're making commitments and and we're holding true to all of them. You know, it's like it's yeah, and know. I think I think our our bands and our groups that we're associated with, I think that there's a certain level of, of professionalism that I, that doesn't, I mean, it's, um, I think it's not, it's not rare, but we definitely have a standard and we all keep that standard. Um, we're always going to honor our commitments. We're always going to show up to a gig. There's never going to be a gig that I just don't show up to. That's totally. never, ever, ever going to happen. And I don't know what, like, what kind of like, uh, um, you know, reputation musicians have like in general that makes it makes people think, but, um, I don't know. All of us, I think we're all on the same page where we, we take this very seriously. Um, for me, this is my livelihood. This is my living. Um, it, it would be the same as not showing up for work. You know, um, this is not a, uh, a hobby for me. This is my main source of income. Um, and I think that uh, whether that, whether that, whether that's the case for anybody else or not, we all take it with the same level of seriousness and, um, yeah, it's, uh, discouraging. I mean, it's yeah. just something that like, like, I don't think that a lot of people realize like when they say silly stuff like that, it's like, this is a huge like a huge commitment playing music the way we play music and playing every weekend like you're sacrificing your personal life you're sacrificing your financial you know life as well yep. because like we have to buy equipment we have to make sure that everything's running tip top otherwise guess what shit needs replaced you got to buy something else you know so yeah. it's kind of like and it we all take this super seriously and it's just like, you know, to have someone, to have someone be like, well, they didn't show up. It's like, you don't know us at all. Do you? <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, well, and it's like, you what do you mean? like, if you didn't show up, like, were they even fucking there? Like I was there and you guys were all there. Like, yeah. they, like, so it's like, it's, it starts from a completely untrue, like, yeah. To start with, like, well, yeah, that, like, that was the third day of like a four day run too. Like, we're, yeah, yeah, no joke. <laughs> like, we bust our butts, you know, like, and we're doing this, you know, this thing. But I don't want to spend too much time on it. I don't think it's really that, you know. It was just one of those things. It's like, it's it's a microcosm of, of like a bigger issue. I think where you know, pe- musicians have a certain reputation and or like a certain you know stigma around them and. uh I, I want to try to break that stigma because this is this is something we take really seriously. This is something that we we do professionally. We spend lots of time. We spend lots of money. We come prepared. You know, we show up on time. Um, we we are a lot of times more prepared than than the organizers are. Uh, yep. 
Yeah. And, uh, yep. yeah. And all yep. that comes, all that comes with, you know, I want a better reputation. Um, with that, I want more money. Like, you know, like, uh, it's all these, it's all these different things where it's like, uh, musicians get such a bad rap, but we, we bust our butts and, and we take it seriously. So I think, uh, I, I don't think it's, um, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, oh, this is gripe, gripe sesh. So we can gripe all we want. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Pay me. <laughs> yeah but like i guess i guess like it, it's kind of one of those things where it's just like our professionalism i feel like is like a nine out of ten a hundred percent of the time like so it, really it might hard. not it might not be perfect but it's pretty close all the time and then like i mean in the same in the same hand we know how to party too like it's like we <laughs> we let loose and have a great time and everything like that but i think when when you're doing that you're just goofing off a little bit and having some fun i think that also like is a bit of a crowd pleaser in some extent because then if if they know that you're like willing to just like have fun and just like have a great time like people are more susceptible to like having a good time with you yeah you know and i think there's like an unspoken rule too it's like if you're having a good time gets in the way of the actual product that we're pre- presenting yeah. if it if it like degrades that product right then then everybody kind of knows like totally don't tell yeah. that line you know like uh it's it's a problem when it becomes a problem that's the thing and it right, and, totally. and until it does it's not you know like i've always like lit and like ron like could attest to this but like from like way back in the day, like when I was in college and stuff, like the rule was like, you did this to yourself. (laughs) Um, So like, I mean, like it sounds like a real shitty thing, but like, and like a lot of our friend groups and like, even like the first bands that we were playing in, like if somebody got like too fucked up, like, and they would, we would always make sure they were safe, but it was like, look, dude, like you did this to yourself. Like nobody put a funnel in your goddamn mouth. Like, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's like, but it's like, it's like, look, okay. I mean, I, and I've even told you guys, it's like, look, you're going to go do like multiple whiskey shots before we got to start a set. Like, I mean, you know, you're going to get that dad look from me. Cause it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just know, I'm going to do it. You just know I'm going to do it. I'm just going to be like, Hey, you know, but yeah, but it's like, like, and, and that's fine. Yeah. If you, <laughs> if you can handle you- it, then that's, that's fine. But. Right. And then you came to realize that normally what happens is I just party a little bit right at the beginning and then I drive us home later. Yeah. <laughs> Next to driving halfway, buddy. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, we're running a little long. Uh, Emily, what's your gripe? You got one? Um, it's just a gripe I had with myself. I tried to make a uh, homemade tomato soup today and it didn't turn out and I was really sad. So where did it, where did it go wrong? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, it started off with half of my tomatoes being like moldy. Oh, wow, I waited man. too long to make it. And then I put too much onion in it. And then it was the texture thing. And it was just, you know, it was just really not what I wanted to have for a hungover Sunday. So. <laughs> and I had a grilled cheese, and that made it better. That's all you had, though, just dry-ass grilled cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Do you guys so... ever eat uh, tomato sandwiches? Yeah. No. Like, tomatoes, like... On like, bread? Like, like, garden... <laughs> it can't be, like, store-bought tomatoes, because they're shit. Trash, like, gar- yeah. Yeah, garden tomatoes, a little bit of, like, seasoning, like, Lowry's or something on the tomato, 
and then like real mayo and toast. Like it's I delicious. Usually, I usually throw I'm, a little bacon and lettuce on mine, but you know. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like it's kind of like a BLT, but the just not, without not the other stuff. Yeah. Like okay, so where did it go when wrong? You, <laughs> when you <laughs> when you guys make uh, grilled cheese, what kind of cheese do you use? Because this is this is something that I'm like, I I really love like processed cheese with grilled cheese. Like I don't like it any other time. I will not put it on like a lunch meat sandwich, but when it comes to grilled cheese processed cheese like craft cheese is the only way to go in my mind i just use whatever is in my fridge like i did today it was a choice between swiss and pepper jack i'm like i guess we're going pepper jack if i uh if i want to get bougie i'll i'll get some havarti havarti grilled cheese if you've ever had one it's it's really good reg likes to party with havarti Dude, we got, some Car- we got some Carolina Reaper cheese the other day. Holy, holy burning buttholes. That was not... <laughs> <laughs> it hurt so bad. Let's, I will say this. Like, <laughs> Road I, work I, ahead. I sure <laughs> hope it does. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say this. Like, I've stepped up the square cheese game in our house. This, I like, uh, they do like the craft uh, deluxe slices. Have oh. you seen those? Mm-hmm. They're like, uh, Fancy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if the yeah, go store, get one, make a sandwich, put it on there. there like, so like, it's, what, it's, is it just like, is it just like normal craft cheese, but like, but just better? Honestly, just like, better, I, I didn't huh? think we'd have so much to say about cheese. I kind of want to do a cheese segment next spot, <laughs> like, because I could keep talking. <laughs> well, and then the other, thing, I was gonna harass you guys about being fucking six year olds, because like, I haven't eaten a fucking cheese sandwich in like 20 <laughs> fucking years what do you, up, dude, what do you eat with your tomato soup <laughs> huh what do you eat with your tomato soup if you don't Coors. have a grilled cheese Coors Coors light. Light. <laughs> <laughs> and they usually go together <laughs> <laughs> oh well with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> I think we. I think that's a good a good ending point. Grilled cheese and Coors Light. It's, uh, our new album coming out soon. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, well, you guys have a good night. Uh, thanks for thanks for podding with us, um, listeners. Thanks for listening. If you're if you're at this point, you better freaking share this. If you're. If you're <laughs> If you have listened all the way to Grilled Cheese and Cora's Light, you need to share this on social media. That's the deal. <laughs> well, good night. That's all we have for today's podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you hear and you want to support us, like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, go like our official playlist, Wicked Jams, and follow our artist profile on Spotify. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, rate us and leave a review. And finally, share the podcast with your friends on social media or just tell someone in person. We appreciate all the support and we'll see you all next time.